What tight end might the Cowboys have their eye on on day three of the NFL draft and who best fits Kellen Moore's offense? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. You can check him out at McCoolBCB. Landon, today we are talking about day three tight ends, maybe late day two tight ends. I've got a feeling that one of these tight ends that we're going to talk about today, you uh, you really, really like for the Cowboys. Am I wrong? Ooh, you, maybe. It depends. Like I think we had a conversation earlier in the week about uh, about one of these guys that I, I, I thought was tight end one. I may have I may have uh, changed my tune over the last two days of kind of watching a couple of these guys. So oh. uh, we'll see. Oh. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and start there. So we're gonna look at some tight ends that the Cowboys could probably get somewhere between the third and fifth round because it feels like that's where the Cowboys are leaning right now. Right? Yep. They want obviously to get another tight end in here to develop to play behind Dalton Schultz this year. Maybe replace him down the road. I want to start with Kate Otten who is a 30 visit for the Cowboys. I believe he already had his visit. Uh, not a ton of college production. Uh, I believe it's like a less than 1,000 yards in college for Washington. But what did you think about KDOT when you watched this film? Well, to be fully clear, this was the guy that I told uh, uh, Marcus a couple days ago that I thought was tied in one. Uh, and, and, you know, I think just to kind of preface this whole conversation with saying – this isn't a great tight end class. You know, there's, there's not like a, a, a you know, a type top end name that's exciting anyone, certainly not anything like Pitts from last season, but not even really like a solid, you know, mid to late first round choice, really not even too much of a second round choice. I mean, I you can talk what you want about Trey McBride, who is not one of the guys we're talking about, but I mean, I, I honestly don't know if I even like him there. So, when I called Kate Otten my tight end one a few weeks ago, it wasn't like, oh, this guy's a top, you know, 60 pick or anything like that. I would frankly be surprised if he was taken in the third round. I mean, probably the third round is actually, now that I say this, where these guys are going to go because there's just not a ton of them, right? And so scarcity will drive up yeah. the, the the cost. So with Kate Otten, you know, 6'5", 247, he's got 32 and three quarters inch arms. He's got good size for, uh, 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 you know, a tight end, obviously. I mean, he's he's a little bit undersized. He is kind of uh, – he's not like the full-sized inline wide tight end. Um, you know, he's got good muscle bulk in his arms and thighs, mostly lined up in line. I mean, mostly was lined yes. up as the Y. I think he had great temperament and effort uh, as a blocker, which I think is a huge thing. Like he, he, you could tell that he enjoys blocking. It's not just like a job that he has to do. Um, the first snap I ever saw of, of Kate Otten, uh, I was watching the Michigan tape and I watched him stalemate Aiden Hutchinson in a one-on-one pass mm-hmm. blocking situation. Um, there were several impressive reps against uh, that Michigan defensive line where he was able to uh, both in run blocking and pass pro uh, I thought that showed a lot against, you know, guys like Ajabo, against uh, Hutchinson. Uh, you know, there, and there's talent across that defensive line, you know, up and down. So 
he's, you know, he's a hands catcher. He can reach and grab the ball away from his body, which is a nice thing to see for a guy that, you know, you kind of are considering to be a blocking tight end. I think he, you know, he's tied into H back size, you know, and, and frankly, mm-hmm kind of all these guys are, you know, yep. even yep. we'll talk about record, but I mean, frankly, these are all kind of similarly sized guys. They're all not really kind of full wide tight ends yet. Uh, he could struggle at times to separate at the top of his routes. Uh, I think he's, you know, like uh, we talked about, I think one of the things that you and I talked about was uh, he needs to be a, a little bit more subtle at times with this, with kind of his push off a little yep. bit. And yep. he, he, can, he just struggles in general. He doesn't have great change of direction. So he's not great at those kind of stop routes or, you know, those sort of things. Like, I think that's not, not necessarily his game. He's very smooth, but he's not twitchy. Um, I actually thought his 2020 tape looked better than his 2021 tape. I agree. Uh, uh, and I think that that's – it makes some sense that he was kind of highly thought coming into the season after going back and looking at it. Where does he win? He's a very good blocker with reliable receiving skills, which I think makes him a rosterable and playable player. Uh, unanswered questions – he can refine his routes and improve his hand technique, but outside of that, how much better can he get as a receiver? He doesn't have any athleticism upside there. Uh, so I don't know that there's like a lot of room for him to grow as a, you know, as an athlete. I, I so would say. We, we should mention that he didn't do any testing because he hurt his ankle, I believe in November. So no combine testing, no workout stuff. Uh, but NFL Draft Scout, which they, they get all these verified times for the pro days a year before, because a lot of times these guys will still run. Uh, it's like a four seven three, which is it's not great. Right. It's not terrible. Um, but when you look at his his size, his college production, his athleticism, and I think the blocking technique, he reminds me a lot of Dalton Schultz as a prospect. Now, I don't know if he's as good as Dalton Schultz after the catch. I think that's the one spot where Schultz is a little bit better. Yeah. But I think you're talking about a very similar prospect to Schultz who developed into a really nice tight end. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think if the Cowboys, from the Cowboys perspective, I'm sure they're looking at this guy and saying, okay, much like Schultz, this is a guy who has uh, more developed blocking techniques than you would you would normally anticipate for a tight end coming into the NFL, yeah. right? And that's something that you can work with, right? Because I think you know, working on the route improvement, working on the kind of uh, smaller parts of the game, that's something that's easier to kind of uh, uh, develop as a tight end. But if you're having to like start from scratch and teaching this guy to help him understand leverage, or well, then you can't get those guys on the field, them. right? You can't exactly. you can't get a a second and third tight end on the field that they can't block. Right. And um, and honestly, that's kind of speaking of an overarching 10,000 foot view of all this. That's the problem I have when doing a lot of these tight end evaluations is that, well, if you're not like X level of receiver and you can't block at all, then why wouldn't I just put a wide receiver on the field instead of you? Right. Like if you're not like such a good right, right, uh, receiver of the football as a tight end and you can't block what's the benefit of me drafting you and, and developing you when I can just develop a, a wide wide receiver four? you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, I think with, 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 with this, with Otten, he can block, he's got, he's good enough as a receiver that, you know, he could be your last end option if, if he goes out and route. And frankly, I think he's one of the few guys in this class that if you put him out there, he could also be a pass blocker. I mean, not, you wouldn't want to assign him one-on-one with like they did with Hutchinson, like all the time. But if you but did, like you're going to put Terrence Steele and him together to yeah. block a Miles Garrett, right? You're fine yeah, with that. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's, he's one of the few guys that I think has some talent 
as not only a run blocker, but also as a pass blocker if he wanted that. I, I don't think he's got the traits to be like a George Kittle or Travis Kelsey no. or something like that because he, he just he's not that type of athlete. No. But if you're looking for somebody to be a Dalton Schultz level of tight end, like somewhere between, let's say, like the 8th and 14th best tight end in the league, I can see it with him. Like I, I, I just could see a situation where he gets into an offense that's really good and he's kind of the, the fourth or fifth passing option. He catches everything. He's a good enough blocker. I like him like third, fourth round. I think that makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys. Yeah. I think he's just a, you know, a solid pick. He's not flashy. He's not exciting. You know, his metrics and his, and the notes from SIS aren't exactly going to blow you away. He's not, you know, he can break some tackles. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty decent with the, with catching the football, uh, but he's not like a yak guy at all. No. He's not like a, uh, 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 a guy that's going to be a, a dynamic threat. Uh, he'll catch the football if you throw it to him. Uh, but don't expect him to be a large part of your game plan. Is it fair to say he's somewhere between Dalton Schultz and Sean McEwen? I think he's closer to Schultz than McEwen, but th- that level of player, right? Sure. Yeah, I think in that sense that you're, you're, you're looking for a balanced tight end who's not exceptionally flashy at either yes. aspect of the game. But when you're picking late third round, what do the Cowboys pick? 84, something like 88, that? I think, 88, right? Yeah. This is the kind of tight end you get. And if he turns into being something close to Dalton Schultz, 90% of Dalton Schultz, you got to be really happy with that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, you draft this guy maybe not as, maybe not as your solution for moving forward as well, but as a guy that you can have as a very solid tight end too. Because even if Schultz leaves next year, I'm not sure that I want this. I don't know that a year from now that I'm going to want Kate Otten as my number one tight end necessarily. I would sure. want him in in a, in a in a room with other guys as part of a rotation. He's not. I don't think he's like. I don't know that I that he develops into a guy that is your number one tight end full time. I think he, he was he'll always be best functional as part of a rotation, which is fine. But again, you're talking yeah. about pick eighty eight, pick one twenty nine, or whatever they draft. That's perfectly fine. I, I can get behind K dot in there. I I actually really like him. I think in a league that just doesn't have many tight ends that are good blockers yeah. and adequate receivers. I think he, he's going to be just fine in the NFL. All right, let's take a, a quick break. So we can tell you guys about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including the odds for this week's masters championship, which Landon had to pull me away from watching to do this podcast. Uh, Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's talk about another tight end that's expected to go in, a, you know, around the same range as K. Dotton, and that's Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. Uh, this is somebody who. I think early on in the draft process, Landon, people thought could maybe be tight end one, but he didn't do anything mm. either do it during any of the combine or pro day stuff. Um, and it feels like his stock has fallen a little bit, but what did you think about Rucker when you put on the tape? Well, I got to say going back to watch record is what changed my mind about K dot and being tight end one. You know, okay. I, I think I, I, I liked record a lot going into this process, uh, you know, kind of just doing a very initial you know, kind of watch through of names that we thought that we would be looking at. Um, and then kind of going back this week and, and rewatching him, I, I really did like the player a lot. Again, very kind of similar size, you know, 6'5", 250. He's got bigger hands. He's got over 10-inch hands, 
almost uh, yeah, 32 and three quarters inch arms. Nice wingspan. He ran, uh, he didn't run a 40, but NFL draft scout had him estimated as like four, six, two to four, seven, two. And they're pretty right. good about usually Fantastic. estimating those sort of things. Um, you know, it's just some, some notes from SIS. Uh, he was ninth in the class with a 6.0 yak after yak per reception. So he is pretty decent once he gets the ball at producing uh, and, and kind of getting up field. He's not like an elusive type, but I think no. he is good about getting the ball quickly and then turning up field. Um, he, he was producing at 0.5 EPA per game, which is pretty decent. Um, he's got pretty pretty good at, at his run block, uh, run block blown percentages, which means that he's able to stick on the box that he's using. You know, in a, the film notes, NFL tight end body, tall, long arms with filled out frame. He's got thick arms and legs. He, he lines up all over. You see him as a Y and F, a slot. I see him kind of out wide. Uh, very much has an all-around skill set. I mean, more so maybe than, you know, anybody in this class, and that's kind of why I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Lots of use as a blocker and in multiple ways. He's you know, arc blocking. He's on the line. He's even pass blocking if you need it. Um you know, he wasn't very heavily targeted in a, obviously a very crowded Ohio State offense. You know, I mean, I think there's a reason that uh, Williams transferred to Alabama as a wide receiver. And, you know, it's not like they had an extra, a ton of extra snaps for uh, or I guess a ton of extra receptions for a tight end. Uh, but, you know, he makes he, he, he takes advantage of, 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 of the snaps that he gets. Uh, he does make a lot of great catches, but he can definitely work on kind of securing the easy catch. It felt like there were a couple of times when I saw some concentration drops. Um, where does he win? I think he's a blocking tight end, but he has, but he's also a red zone weapon. I think he can be a guy that you know near the the goal line. Uh, he has a good catch radius. Uh, he can, he has strong hands. Uh, he will uh, be valuable in the in, in the red zone as a guy that you can get the ball to. The unanswered question is: his ceiling a high end t- tight end too? Like is is that all that he really can become, uh, or can he kind of elevate himself even further to kind of uh, a tight end one level, you know, I, I, I question it because again, I think, I think he has a little bit better athleticism just on tape than what we saw from Otten. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's, you know, enough to like, really, like I said, be more than just a really nice tight end two on your roster. I compared him to Blake Bell as a player. And I know maybe okay. Bell's a little bit more athletic, but I think you're getting that type of player, a, a, a really solid tight end two or tight end three with some better than average athleticism, pretty physical blocker that you can put in space and stuff. I just, I don't know if you're going to get a lot from him as a receiver. I, I actually trust Otten, I think a little bit more as a pass catcher than Rucker, but, but Rucker didn't get a lot of chances either. So that, I mean, I could be wrong with that one too. I, I, I could, I understand what you're saying. I think, you know, Otten is a guy that, um, you know, has, you just see a lot more of, of it on tape, especially in 2020. Right. And with record, it's like the blocking is all there. It's like a fully formed prospect. You see the blocking tied in on, on tape, right. With the, with the receiving stuff, it's, 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 it's more flashes, right? Like there's times yeah. when you see him make a really great play and you're like, wow, like that's pretty good for a guy that you kind of are considering a blocking tight end. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's obviously a reason that he wasn't a featured, um, receiver in that offense necessarily and and part of that obviously has to do with the guys that are also in that offense so uh i I think he's an interesting guy because you know honestly he could come in i feel like i have a pretty good idea of what otten's gonna do when he comes in record like it could be 
you know, here from here to there. And, yeah. and it's, it's hard to tell because of his usage, the injury, you know, a, a lot of different factors. And I listen, I, I, I'll admit, I might be biased because I kind of felt like he was just like every other Ohio state tight end that we've seen over the last decade, right? The Nick Finette, the Luke Farrell, you know, all these guys that are good blockers, good athletes, but just really aren't dynamic receiving threats. I kind of think Ruckert falls into that same category. I, for me, I think he's more of a fourth round guy, an early day three pick. But I won't be shocked if somebody gambles on him in the late third. A, a big school, you know, with a good blocker, good athleticism. I could see it. I think that the, the red zone stuff to me is what makes him more valuable than a normal like blocking tight end, right? Okay. Like I think that he can provide you some some uh, value as just a big. Uh, you know, target that has a lot of, of catch radius, uh, you know, kind of in those areas where you need tight spots. He can, he can, he has some enough athleticism to get up and get the football if you need him to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, it's not such that he's like a dynamic, dynamic threat that you like right. have to get the ball to. Like it's, it's not quite that. Long. We, we should also mention that Ruckert is a 30 visit for the Cowboys uh, as well as K dot. And of these two tight ends, which one do you think better fits Kellen Moore's offense? I, I, you know, I see their usage very similar. So I, I don't think that there's like one that's necessarily better than the other. I will say this. I think these two are a better fit than the third guy that we'll talk about for sure. As far uh, what as about, what, we're trying all right, to what about compared to some of the other tight ends that we looked at? Uh, Charlie Kohler from Iowa State. I, I like Kohler a lot. I think Ott's probably a better fit. I go either way on Rucker, but what do you think? I honestly think that. Kohler, Ruckert, and Otten are all kind of right in the same tier for me, right? Like, like I think Kohler's a little bit more of a receiving tight end yes. Yes. than a blocker. Like, so maybe if you flip those percentages or something like that, like you sure. get them. But I, I think the results of the overall skill sets are very similar level, right? So uh, if you want the more receiving kind of guy, maybe you go get Kohler. If you need that more, you know, inline blocking, like that's going to be his assignment. Yes. Then you go get a record or a not. And then they also brought in Jelani Woods, the massive tight end for Virginia. I think he goes way earlier than the guys that we're talking about here. I think he's the tight end one, to be honest, because like, because of the upside, right? Because like, of I the mean, upside, as far as right? because I, I think the, the universal tight end one, I would say, like not necessarily my favorite tight end, but I think as far as with all that upside. He's close enough to these guys on a production level and a skill set level already yep. that, like, you can project that he will be better by year two than all these guys. So, I think that makes sense. So, between Kohler, Rucker, and Otten, are you okay just waiting to see which guy is available on day three? And if you have to trade up in the fourth round to go get one, do that. Or would you? Is there one that you would be like, you know what, third round pick eighty-eight? I'm good with it there. You know, look, this is going to sound like I don't care or like these guys, but honestly, I, I don't think that any of them is so much better than the other one that you feel like you need yeah. to go grab. That, one that's kind of the way I feel. That's exactly the way I feel. But just let's get to the third day of the draft. Let's look at what the board is like and see how much it would cost to go up and try to get one of these, you know, two guys that's available. Because I've got a feeling that two of these three will be available early on in day three. I agree. Wouldn't be surprising at all. Uh, all right, we've got one more guy that we need to talk about, uh, Landon, and I'm, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this tight end. Uh, it's a former Oklahoma 
tight end. Uh, is it Grant Calatera is how you say it. Calcaterra. Calcaterra, I, I think is yeah. yeah. Um, you're gonna have to sell me on this one because I I just didn't see it when I watched the tape. Well, what did you see? <laughs> I mean, you're you're talking to the wrong dude if you're trying to get me to sell this guy to I, you. Uh... I, I okay here. Let me let me put it like this. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see him as a priority pick. For me, priority picks are the first four rounds, right? Once we get into the fifth, sixth round, it doesn't really matter, right? You're, you're basically there's no difference between the guys you're drafting there and you're going to sign as undrafted free agents. But if you, you want to draft this guy in the fifth, what's that? Yeah, I, do you think he makes it there? Because that's my thing, right? Is that yeah. I feel like this guy is going to be drafted before I'm willing to pick him. Is basically where I'm at. Unless you think otherwise, the consensus board has him as like a fifth or sixth round pick right now. I could easily see somebody selling themselves on this guy and dra- drafting in the third round. I could. Let's let's talk about him real quick. Let's okay, look, what did you see on tape? I, I see a guy. He's six four, two forty one. So again. All these guys are kind of within an inch, within nine pounds of each other. Uh, but he's the, the slightly smaller one. He's got 10 inch hands, 33 and a quarter inch arms. Uh, ran a 46240, with a, which was nice, a 162 10 yard split. Again, those are good numbers uh, for, for a tight end. But he is, again, shorter, lighter. He's, he's a smaller tight end. Those other guys were already kind of on the smaller end of average right for an nfl tight end but these but 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 this guy's underneath all that right he's 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 below that as far as size goes he does have good arm length and good hand size like for for his body the next note on my on my in my notes is i mean i literally used red flag emojis he's an older prospect due to temporary retirement from football uh with with because of concussion issues i, I mean that's the big red blinking light with this situation right so beyond that right he lined up as a wing in line in the slot in the backfield he's very agile he's a smooth mover his feet move well he's confident i mean obviously that comes with having a lot of experience i mean he played a lot he played enough at at oklahoma and then he got a lot of snaps at smu Uh, he accelerates really well for a big target he's a quick react athlete he's he's not uh you know besides despite the fact that he's kind of quick and big for his size he's very much not a tackle breaker. So he's yeah. going to catch the ball. And as soon as he gets hit, he's going to fall down. Yep. Uh, and, and really just not a factor as a blocker at all. I mean, he can get in the way, but he just doesn't offer He, he offers zero pop in his game. Uh, he, you know, I saw him a couple of times kind of leave his feet to try to block guys. Like it just doesn't necessarily know, look like he knows what he's doing there as much. Um, where does he win? He's a route running tight end. I mean, that's basically what he is. He's he's a guy that can go out there and run run routes pretty well. And you know, my unanswered question is is kind of the the, the whole thing with him, right? Is his one dimensional game valuable enough to put him on the field instead of a wide receiver? And, and, and that combined with this, you know, not uh, kind of an unknown with the concussions, like to me, I would I would have him off my board, like I I, I because. The concussion things are huge. I mean, obviously. He doesn't even know how many he's had. They've asked him about it. He said, I have no idea. And he's 26. He needs a lot of I got his official age, by the way. It's not as old as you think. It's 23 and a half. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That is that is good. So so he is there were some bad rumors out on the internet, but yeah, it's 23 and a half. That's good. So that I I will say that that is better than we expect. I will that that doesn't change much though, because again, and this kind of goes back to the the kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? Like 
if you're a route running tight end who offers nothing as a blocker, then you need to be special in that category. You should have because, special athleticism, right? Which his athleticism is fine. He ran a four two at 241. It's fine. But but that's the Not issue, special. right? It, is that if if your if that's your defining uh 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 you know trait and that's and really that's your only defining trait, then you've got to clear the bar of what my wide receiver four can provide. Yes. Right? Because otherwise, why am I drafting you, developing you when your job could essentially be done by Noah Brown? Yep. You know, or you know, so I, I think that's my size issue difference isn't really there either, right? You're a 240 pound tight end. Yeah, and if you're not going to block, if you don't have <laughs> Noah Brown's got experience blocking defensive ends, <laughs> like you know, yeah. like I've got a guy who plays wide receiver who's a much better receiver than you are, uh, and you know he's he can be a decent, as good a blocker, and he's cheap. Why am I drafting this guy, losing the opportunity cost to develop? I, I I think that's the issue I have with some of these tight ends is that you know it's just not enough for me to take the the pick when i can cobble together your production very easily with what i have on my roster already you might already have this guy on the team in simi fahoku right who yeah. is six foot four 225 pounds and ran a 444 40 yard dash fahoku can't block but neither could yet Kitera, right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's, i i don't see this one for dallas unless unless it's just one of those fifth round picks and we just want to get him into the building and keep him on the practice squad for a year. Let's kind of see what happens, but I, I he shouldn't be mentioned in the same tier. So it's all the tight ends we were talking about. He's got a long ways to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, just yeah. if, if he could develop as a blocker enough to, you know, get him on the field, then we're talking. Right. But yep. I, I mean, I think, I think he's like, at least a year and a year plus away from being good enough as a blocker to be useful to deploy on the field. Right? I think he's a year away from being a year away. Truly. Maybe. I mean, I think he's a, he's a ways away from playing again. I wouldn't draft this guy simply because of all the things that we said. Not, not that he's undraftable. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't put him, you know, as an UDFA as ranking. I'm just saying I would put him on the fifth. And to pretend like I didn't see him when, when, All right, when well, the well, <laughs> let me ask you this. rolled around to him. Jalen Weidemeyer, the tight end from Texas A&M. Are you more open to drafting him in the fifth or sixth round, even though he has uh, athleticism that would rival us? <laughs> uh, I mean, I could run a five foot. No, come on, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I probably would. I probably have more. Uh, I mean, they're really just mirror images of each other, right? Like, I, I, I don't know what you do. I honestly, these are two of the guys that are the hardest to figure out. I probably would gamble on. I just don't know if Weidemeyer cares, right? Because if you're a yeah. D one athlete and you have a twenty five inch vertical, it shows me you don't care, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably would go with Cal Katera. I probably uh, would as well. I. Because I think there's some athleticism. Maybe you could develop him as a blocker. But because that's the thing is, I didn't even see with Weidemeyer like that he seemed interested in blocking. Yeah, you know, and at is, least with Calcaterra, he was a team captain. Um, yeah, he seemed like he did play hard. He just he didn't live up yeah. to his athleticism. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with his game. Like I have a problem with Weidemeyer's game. 
I don't have a problem with Calcaterra's game. It's just, you know, when projecting him to the NFL, yeah. uh, you know, why am I, why do I feel obligated to draft this guy? That's my issue. And I, I you know, because I, I have that skill set already on my team and uh, I don't want to like have to ham fist uh, development into a guy that, you know, his, his ceiling is tight in three or two. Like, cut- I, I don't know. I kind of think Calcaterra needs to be an H back in the NFL, but he doesn't really block. So I don't, I don't know if he can be that either. So that's the thing. If you could get him to block, if you could get, if, if somehow you managed to teach this guy to block, even like, halfway yeah. decent, just get in the way of people. He would be yeah. valuable. Right. If he's your third tight end with a little bit of athleticism, maybe he could develop it. But we're going to all Cowboys show this. He could be a James Hanna down the road. If you could get him to yeah. block. Right. I yeah. just wonder how far away he is from that. But to his credit, everybody says he's a really hard worker. Um, again, I want to mention that he's a team captain. Everybody really likes him. So if you're patient and you can afford to stash him for two years on your practice squad or at the end of your roster, why not? Why not? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, clearly he was willing to come back from retirement. Uh, he Effort is not an issue with him. So uh, if you believe in him, maybe, maybe that's enough maybe. to kind of take a risk at him a little bit later down in the draft. So for you, it's Ruckert, Otten, Calcaterra. For me, it's Otten, Ruckert, Calcaterra. Um, but I think the the kind of the moral of the show or the the of the couple podcasts we did is wait to draft a tight end. Early yeah. day three is where you want to get your tight end this year, right? Yeah, I, you know, I just, I mean, I, I I don't know that there is another place to get a tight end. People that are shopping in the second round on day two, like for these guys, they're 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 intentionally overpaying to get the specific tight end they want. I don't think any, any of these folks are necessarily worthy of the third, third pick, uh, third round pick, you know, except for maybe Woods, simply because there's a, an absurd amount of upside there. If you can develop it. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Isaiah likely yet. Have you watched him yet from coastal Carolina, the coastal Carolina kid? No, but I mean, I I know that he's extremely uh, athletic. uh, Well, he was athletic when you watch him on the field. Like he is so good after the catch. Uh, he ended up testing like with. It didn't a, test very well. No, yeah, he he's kind of four, four or forty percentile, I believe, forty-two second percentile. Not great, not great. Yeah, uh, and I typically love the undersized tight ends. I just worry this is Brevin Jordan two point Yeah, I mean, there certainly could be that. That's the problem, right? Is a lot of these guys, these undersized tight ends. It's like if you're gonna be that, you need to have like a very high level of athleticism. Like that's that's to me the whole point. Like. Otherwise, why are we drafting these guys? Like, you know who I say likely value? reminded me a lot of is do you remember watching Hunter Bryant a couple years ago from Washington? Yeah, from Washington. Yeah. Yeah, course. we never yeah. played because of a bad injury. That's the style of player that I saw. But okay. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to go back and listen to our other tight end show where we talked about Charlie Kohler and Jalen Weidemeyer. And I don't remember who the other one we talked about was back then. But uh go listen to that show. We Woods. we did a deep dive. Woods, yes, Woods. Yeah. We did a deep dive on all of those guys. Uh, so that's six tight ends we watched. Got a feeling Cowboys are going to be picking one of these guys, probably third, fourth round. Uh, so we hope it's a good preview for, uh, ahead of the draft. Follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolPCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys back here on Friday.